For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Utes fans, welcome back to the Believe in Utes podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Jake Popoff, and I could not be more excited to jump into some of the news and headlines that we've seen since the last episode here on Believe in Utes. We talked about the potential of guys heading out of the Utah football program for 2024. That's becoming more and more apparent each day. We've seen a lot of sad announcements at this point of guys who we thought might be returning for the 2024 season heading out, whether that be declaring for the draft, transferring schools, or just Moving on from football, I think we're going to see more guys than we were hoping to see step away from the program. But nevertheless, who will be returning for the 2024 season as we enter into the Big 12 Conference? We'll get into that. We'll get into the guys who are parting ways, who we're going to have to say those tough goodbyes to. And then let's let's take a look at how this Las Vegas Bowl is going to look on Saturday, December 23rd. We know the Utes are going to face up against Northwestern on Saturday, which is going to be a exciting football game. I think there's still some questions lingering that might make this game a little bit more exciting leading up to it. We've gotten some info that might make this bowl game a little bit more exciting leading up to the game than it might look on paper. Now, of course, as we know, Northwestern's program did finish the season at 7-5. and five. Our Utes coming in just a little bit better than that at eight and four. But when we look at the strength of schedule between the two teams, it's very apparent that the Utes did have a much tougher schedule. And those four losses are, were from better teams than the five losses of Northwestern's. So we do know that there is a very, very likely chance of the Utes pulling this victory off at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas on Saturday. And we also know that we are going to see the last of a lot of players from this Utah football roster. A lot of guys who are parting ways, this will be their last chance to either make a statement before declaring for the NFL draft or make a statement before entering into a very competitive fourth year of the NCAA transfer portal. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks in the portal. We already know that Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson are both entering that transfer portal. And of course, we have seen the quarterback debate when it comes to the transfer portal be something that is always very exciting and very all over the place when it comes to off seasons in the last few years. 
but we will see hopefully Bryson Barnes in the bowl game so we can give the pig farmer one last hoorah and one last, uh, you know, good win or, or good game for, for just the Utah fan base to close out with Bryson and for Bryson to get some closure on the place that he could call home for the last few years. So hopefully we will see Bryson Barnes in this game. If not, I do expect that we will see Luke Patari. Uh, of course, uh, Luke's, eligibility is up after this season. So this would likely be Luke Patari's last football game ever. Um, so that could also be a very exciting potential to, to watch unfold against Northwestern. A little bit of other information that we learned is that, uh, well, I guess we don't know for sure or for certain, but we did see a sneak peek on the Utah football Twitter and Instagram pages of Makai Bernard telling Utah fans to buy tickets. Now, what does that mean exactly? I don't know. Or maybe I do know. <laughs> maybe we all know. Uh, and I, I, I could take a pretty good guess for the Utah football fan base to say that that likely means Makai will be participating in the Las Vegas Bowl uh, down there at Allegiant, which is going to be awesome. We've been really missing that uh, that spark that Makai Bernard brings to the field um, for this whole season, right? We saw him in the Florida game. He got offensive player of the game and had some amazing first down runs. And that's a kid who you just know every time he's on the field, he's going to lay his life on the line for his teammates. And he's going to do a little bit of something extra just to try to make a play because he's got that football passion. He's got that heart and he's a Ute through and through. So it's going to be very exciting to hopefully see Makai Bernard playing in the 2023 Las Vegas Bowl to close out this season. A little bit of tricky uh, waters to navigate, I should say. Jaquindon Jackson, there has been some buzz floating around social media that JJ is transferring out of the Utah football program. Now, this is something that I touched on in the last episode where, you know, we could see those sort of shocking transfers and we could see some transfers that we might not have been expecting because, you know, some guys might be looking for more money or they might be looking for an opportunity to go and be the clear starter or, or the guy who gets all the reps. Um, and, and this is one of those shocking transfers that I could see happen. Uh, Jaquindon obviously has been the face of the brand alongside Cam Rising and some of those other guys for the last couple of seasons, right? We know that he was very close with Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe. And, and during the documentation of uh, the series of unfortunate events throughout 2020 and 2021 and the sort of the light on the other side, right, of those unfortunate situations with Ty and Aaron, uh, Jaquindon was a very large presence in a lot of that for Utah football. And I think that the fan base sort of felt that they were family with Jaquindon because of everything that was going on and the whole community felt that sort of heavy heart that that uh, that it was very apparent that Jaquindon fell, right? So I think that we just sort of, as a Utah football fan base, I think that we really did gravitate towards Jaquindon Jackson. And we said, hey, this guy is going to be the guy that we rely on, that we make uh, a huge name in this brand, right? Along, alongside other guys as well. But um, So JJ nevertheless has felt like a very integral member of the Utah football community over the last few years and, and couple seasons, especially when he's been making some you know, some really amazing plays and he really stepped forward as the clear running back one. So if JJ does decide to transfer out of the program, it is going to be a heartbreaking loss for the Utes. I would imagine if he does, which it sounds like that could be the case. It sounds like he's getting close to a decision 
probably will see what his decision is fairly quickly after the Las Vegas Bowl. I think he will play in that game, and then we'll make a decision just after. But I think he's very close to making a decision on staying or transferring, and there's been some buzz that he's in Texas, visiting some of the Texas schools. Of course, we do know that down south, and especially in Texas, uh, all of the money that they do have typically goes towards football and business, right? And so we know how large football is in Texas. JJ is from Texas. He's getting into the, you know, sort of the last days of his college football career. Maybe he wants to close those out at home, get a nice paycheck, you know, and just see what another school has to offer where he could be the only running back in the room that that's getting, or the majority rep running back, I should say, getting an extra paycheck and being home closer to family. Those could all be factors in the decision-making process for JJ. So, more to come on that, I would imagine, just after the bowl game. But something that I did just want to briefly mention is that there has been some uh, some major buzz around social media regarding JJ's status. We saw that Cole Bishop has declared for the NFL draft. Touched briefly on that in the last episode as well, if you want to go check that out. Um, but Cole Bishop entering the draft, we wish him nothing but the best. And, uh, and we've seen some other players decide to hit the transfer portal, which... Again, it's going to be expected every year for college football now moving forward. No program is safe. You might think that you have your franchise sort of guys, so to speak, uh, You know, whether it be a quarterback, a defensive back, a running back, any guy who you might think as a college football fan is loyal to that school, you just never know anymore because you never really know what goes on behind closed doors. And you never really know what some of these schools are capable of offering to these players now with the sort of convergence of NIL and the transfer portal, right? We are sort of seeing the college football scene turn into more of a minor leagues for the NFL when it comes to money and trading and, and guys going through the portal and, uh, and all of that sort of stuff. So I do think that we are going to continue to see some guys leave, right? We know JT Broughton is transferring out. That's going to be... Uh, that's going to be sad. I think he was a, a guy who had tremendous potential with this Utah football program. He's been here for since day one, right? So as soon as I got into the U, my freshman year in 2019, uh, he was part of that freshman class of football players. And so to see him head out for probably his last season is sad because he was a Ute and he was a starter for us for the last few years. But uh, best of luck to JT Broughton in the transfer portal. Um and then, of course, just some of the younger guys, right? Maybe some of those guys who didn't get as much of a, of a chance at, at playing time as they would have liked to see. So we are seeing some guys transfer out of the program. But nevertheless, two very exciting commitments from guys in the transfer portal already who have decided to, one, return home and come to Salt Lake City and play for the Utes, and another to come over to the West Coast and uh, take a stab at some Big 12 play at cornerback. So these two guys transferring into the program are going to be very exciting. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I take that back, Utes fans. 
as I sit here, I recalled that we've actually received news about three transfers <laughs> coming back to the Utah program, or, or sorry, coming over to the Utah program, I should say. Uh, the first of those guys, I am very excited to see what he can do. Uh, and something I have touched on previously is the strength of our tight ends year in and year out. This is a guy who I am confident is going to add nothing but another weapon in that tight end room, right? We haven't seen a fully healthy Brant Keithy since the 2022 season and, and at the beginning of that season. Uh, we haven't seen a fully healthy Thomas Yasmin since the beginning of this 2023 season. And Landon King has some ways to go before he is a clear tight end one. But Carson Ryan, a tight end transferring over to the Beehive State from UCLA down in Southern California. A guy who's originally from Salt Lake City and the state of Utah coming back home to see what type of an impact he can make in the 2024 season. Now, I think this is the most exciting news out of the transfers that we have heard from so far, just because this is another weapon for the offense. This is a guy who's going to come in and be able to make an impact from day one. This is a guy who will be able to get into games and make plays. Caught the ball in every single one of UCLA's games, found the paint, and uh, and really is just one of those big, versatile, strong-handed tight ends that any offense can benefit from. So, Really exciting news to get the transfer in tight end Carson Ryan. We also received news from Keenan Johnson, who was the fourth ranked, I believe, cornerback in the transfer portal so far, uh, coming out of Georgia Tech. So that's very exciting news for our program, as we have seen that Kenzel Lawler, Fabian Marks, and Travis Broughton are all going to be parting ways with the Utah football program. So Stacking up in the secondary is going to be one of the main missions for this offseason for Sharif Shaw and for this Utah football program. Gathering more guys in the secondary uh, that can that can lock down and that can do their jobs just as well as we saw Zamaya Vaughn and Miles Battle do it in the 2023 season, right? So we've still got Zamaya Vaughn coming back to, to, to finish out his career, who I think will do tremendously well in 2024. And now we've got guys like Keenan Johnson, who are starting to, to get buzzed that there's some playtime opportunity over here in Salt Lake. And uh, so that, again, that's also very exciting news to grab a high caliber cornerback like Keenan Johnson. And so third, but certainly not least, exciting news. We converted another enemy to get out of that blue down south and get up to the beautiful red up here in salt lake city that's edge rusher and defensive end john henry daly so that's a uh, sort of a presidential sounding name right so hopefully we can see john henry daly start to make an impact as soon as he gets up here to salt lake city and gets acclimated with the program right the last time we saw an edge rusher come from down south it was in devin kafusi who wound up being a captain for that 2022 Utah football team, which is which was awesome, and Devin was severely loved. I apologize for the sirens. Devin was severely loved by all of his teammates, so hopefully we can see John Henry Daly sort of take a similar role, right, coming from down south to uh, come up here and play with the big dogs and uh, face up against his former team next year in 2024 as the Utes again resume that series that that uh, year after year series with the BYU Cougars. So. Three transfers that we know of so far coming into the Utah football program to help replenish 
the uh, the the sort of the guys leaving and the sore spots um, in the offense and the defense where we're going to see guys stepping away from. So, and I, I, I sh- at this point, I think we all expect to see more and more guys transferring out of the program and more and more guys transferring in day in and day out. It seems like every time you open Instagram or Twitter, there's a news update about some sort of recruit, right? So, so I guess my job now is to sort of keep all of that under wraps, summarize it and, uh, and give you my opinion on, on how beneficial or, or, or the counter of that, uh, each one of these transfers is going to be. So when it comes to the transfer portal, it is a scary thing that exists and it's, it's a scary space to explore and to talk about, but hold, hold your horses. Everyone stay buckled in. We're going to be okay. We're getting some good news and, and some sad news, but our coaching staff knows what they're doing. They've been doing it for so long and and they're doing it so well that we will be just fine going into the Big 12. I think we will still be in that champion Big 12 championship conversation from the day fall camp hits and, and the day that spring ball begins. So we're going to be okay. <laughs> Everyone kind of just keep an eye out um, and uh, and let's be excited for some new faces to enter this program. So we are going to see a very exciting bowl game this Saturday as the Utes take on Northwestern. And uh, and then that'll be a nice sort of closure. We'll finally be able to say an official goodbye to having that Pac-12 logo on our chest. Again, it's very sad, but we're going to have to get to a place where we can say we'll see you later and we're on to new things, right? So once uh, once we see the outcome of that game, it's full. Our sights are fully set ahead on 2024, and what can we do to prepare for the Big 12? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Very exciting things ahead. The same can be said with basketball. The basketball season is underway, and our Utes right now, as it stands, are 8-2, and two, which is a very fantastic start for this program, right? A program that is returning the guys like Gabe Madsen, Raleigh Wooster, Kay Bakeda, uh, Brandon Carlson, Ben Carlson, so a, a team that is familiar yet still does have some young faces when in Cole Bajma and in Hunter Erickson and, uh, Hunter, who of course is a transfer from Salt Lake Community College, which we love to see that uh, that JUCO product start to get comfortable at the D1 level and, and and make an impact. We also see guys like Lawson Lovering, who are starting to get really comfortable out there and make some big time plays. I did get the chance to check out the Utah versus UVU game this past weekend, and I thought that I thought that our team looks very promising. Now, of course. 
We did struggle with a little bit of a slow start. We didn't have a lead until late into the second half uh, against UVU, which should not be the case. We should have handled that team, which we did. Uh, the result of the game is that we did end up hand handling UVU just fine. Uh, but, you know, a little bit of rockiness back and forth for that first that first half and the first half of the second half. Um, so, But I did see a really promising team on that court, right? I talked about some of those newer guys who are getting comfortable. They do look to be getting more comfortable and working as a unit. Uh, Raleigh Wooster is is looking as good as ever. Gabe Madsen, when he can kind of get in those shooting rhythms, looks just as good as ever. And then Brandon Carlson looks like he is ready to make his point that he's <laughs> that he wants to get drafted to the NBA. So we've got three veterans out there who are helping these younger guys feel comfortable and make plays, and it is working. Kabakeda looks like an athletic freak out there. He was soaring all around the court, making blocks, dunking the ball, uh, finishing alley-oops. So Kabakeda looks very good. Uh, Cole Bajima did have some good shots up there. Hunter Erickson struggled in this game specifically, but I do know that you know as a Juco product, like I said, that learning curve, he will look better. And then Lawson Lovering... Uh, as sort of that secondary center when Brandon Carlson needs a rest or Ben Carlson needs a rest looked very good. He had a ton of rebounds. He had some points up there, um, a few assists and I believe a couple blocks as well. So Lawson Lovering is a guy who's proving to be very beneficial for this team, but sitting at eight and two, that's, uh, us, Washington state, Arizona, and I believe Oregon all have the same record now. Or sorry, not Arizona. Arizona's uh, nine and one, I believe, or eight and one, something like that. I got to start getting more dialed into basketball. I apologize for my lack of knowledge on everyone's record, but I know that we are one of four teams who are sitting at eight and two in the Pac-12 right now. So we are going to see some competitive Pac-12 basketball in this last final Pac-12 basketball season, right? But uh, this is the this is the type of season start that we should see for a season that we will need to be very good. I've touched on it again. Uh, the Ute, the running Utes need to put together a very strong statement uh, season before heading into the Big 12, which of course is the basketball conference when it comes to collegiate athletics. So I like what we're seeing out of the Utes. We beat BYU last weekend, which was amazing. Uh, I mean, come on. I was just talking about that in the last episode. You can hear how excited I was to take on the Cougars. And I said, there's nothing better than that feeling of beating the BYU Cougars. And sure enough, the running Utes got it done last Saturday at, at John Huntsman. So um, I think we're seeing some very good things. And again, I, I also mentioned this, but I wanted to revisit this because I think there are some teams, you know, you see the sort of cycle of teams who, who are traditionally the best of the best and, and who might struggle a little bit. And the Utah Utes have been struggling a little bit in the basketball department for the last you know, five or six seasons and, and maybe even beyond that. And UCLA basketball has looked really good. Well, let's put it this way. The Utes beat UC Riverside by 30 points and UCLA beat UC Riverside by a point. So when you really think about that in just the matter of one season, Utah has made a big jump in the basketball department to, uh, to being, you know, a team that can handle those types of teams. Whereas a team like UCLA, who's been a very deep tournament run team in the last few seasons uh, is is struggling to beat those types of teams. So I do think that this is one of the teams that we've seen in the last 10 years that could definitely make a March Madness appearance. I think we need to make a March Madness appearance. We need to let the next generation of, of basketball recruits know that, hey, we are here to compete 
and we are here to to make runs in the tournament and we're going to be in the big 12 so come on over while you can so you can face the best of the best in the talent department and then get your booty on out of here so you can get over to the to the nba draft so I think this is going to be a very, very important season for the Utes, and I hope to see some major Pac-12 Ws when we enter conference play in just a week. So say some of those Utah prayers, and uh, let's wish our running Utes the best. And, and you know what? I'm saying all this, and, and we're talking about how, how good the Utah men's basketball team could be this year and, and is shaping up to be this year. They also just got... New brand new trucks, just like the football players. So they get that extra love. The the men's basketball team, the women's basketball team, and of course women's gymnastics all got free cars from the Crimson Collective, the Utah NIL program. So that's a little extra encouragement to say, hey, we see you guys working. We believe in y'all. Go out there, win some games, and, and make it feel like you earned this truck. So I think there's some of those guys on that team who are feeling a little bit more confident now. They're feeling like they do have that sort of place on campus, just like football and some of these other athletic programs. Um, so, I, again, I think the running use could be very, very good this year, and we're going to have some exciting Pac-12 basketball coming up very soon. That's really all I've got for you for this episode, Utah fans. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in and seeing what I have to say. What do I know, right? But I appreciate you for hearing my opinions and and uh, and giving me the time of day, the time out of your day to listen to some of this exciting Utah athletic coverage. Be excited because on the very next episode of Believe in Utes, we have a very special guest joining us. And all I can say is that it is a Utah football player who I have mentioned on this show previously. And I think you're going to want to hear what he has to say. So as I mentioned, be on the lookout for episode four of Believe in Utes coming sometime this week with a very special guest. As always, I'm Jake Popoff. Thanks again and go Utes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.